Welcome. I'm Asa A, and this is The August Light, a podcast about my life as an actress and entrepreneur, which technically they're the same thing, but I digress. <laughs> Join me weekly for candid discussions about Black culture, growth, self-care, business, education, and a whole bunch of other sh- Oh, and I have a lot of amazing friends who'll be joining me and all my nonsense. There's no telling what will happen when the mic comes on, but I promise it'll be entertaining. So get comfy and enjoy the light, the August light. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the August light. Today, I have the talented Alex Nobles joining me once again. In case you forgot, Alex is a friend and fellow actor from Mebbin, North Carolina who I've now known too long to count. He has a couple of degrees and he's been acting for several years. He is currently repped by AMT and recently he booked his first co-star role on a hit show. So many congrats to him on this major accomplishment. The last time Alex was here, we had so much fun. So I had to have him come back. And today we're talking about the acting process when it comes to preparation for an audition versus a showcase. We'll also touch on how an audition compares to being on a major set since he was recently on one. Before we get started with the questions, I want to share a few inspirational quotes from some notable actors that I hope will inspire everyone listening. Look down over what you have conquered and appreciate what God has brought you through. Chadwick Boseman. Acting is not rocket science, but it is an art form. What you are doing is illuminating humanity. Viola Davis. Some people will never like you because your spirit irritates their demons. Denzel Washington. Now we're going to get into these questions. The first question I have for you is, when you get audition sides, what's the first thing you do? I try to look at when it's due because I'm trying to figure out how much time I have to dive deep into what I want to dive deep into. Normally I get straight to reading it. After I get like the details of when it's due, who it's for, I really don't get too caught up into that. I just try to figure out what I'm doing, what I need to deliver. Try to see if I can dissect it a little bit, if it's something that needs to be dissected. I've had auditions where it just improv some movements, and so I'll just do that. So once I figure out what's going on in the scene, what my character's trying to do or achieve, then it just comes down to putting out different takes that make sense for the scenes, making sure I can at least send the cast and director at least two takes. So my process is pretty simple, but I mean, it works for me. What are you looking for in the script that helps you decide how far you can take something and how you can portray it in different ways? I try to do stuff when it makes sense for me. If I'm in a that certain situation, how would I react? How would I go about that situation and understanding and trying to make that connection with me and the character? How will we approach this? And how can I put that through my character and portray it on screen? It sounds a lot difficult than what it is. Okay. Me personally, I've had some out of this world stuff. Literally. Where you in space. So I'm just trying to figure out in those scenarios, what do you do? I can't relate to a zombie attacking me, but I just try to picture myself. What if somebody was coming after me? You could say, like, oh, well, if a zombie was attacking you, how would you feel? Well, I ain't never had no zombie attack me, so I don't know. But I have had, like, people come towards me wanting to smoke. Everybody's had, like, some confrontations. People are coming towards them. Or, you know, a scary situation about to happen. Maybe you in the car, and you ain't know the car in front of you stopped so soon. So you hitting the brakes. You have that moment. Oh, shit, I'm about to hit it. That just sounded so inappropriate, just for the record. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But you might be having those scenarios. You got to have to use it a little bit. Use a little bit of using your imagination, too. I use my imagination all the time so. okay but i feel like I, something i picked up on is what you said it's kind of you find the emotion behind it as well yeah absolutely truly try to immerse yourself in the scene 
But look, don't be doing all this extra stuff when it's one line or two lines. Like, no, yeah, no. when it's one line or two line, get in, get out, as we say. Yeah, I don't think about those hard at all. Mm-mm. But yeah, like a part of the tools and the techniques we learned is you got to know like when to use them too. You can't use the same thing for every script. Yeah, as actors, we have a whole toolbox of techniques and skills that we apply to an audition side. So you mentioned something like the first thing you do is see when it's due. So how do you prepare for an audition when you have a 24-hour turnaround versus when you have two or more days? Yeah, those are tough. Look, if it's one liner, there's no sweat. Yeah. But I'm talking about when you get two pages or more and you got 24 hours to get that in compared to when you have two or more days. Exactly. And that's when you just kind of have to lock in and you have to focus. It's just like you have to learn the lines first, learn what's going on. First thing I try to do is when I get it, I try to see if there is somewhere I can record it. At. If I can re- go to a tape of service and get just take the weight off of setting up, that's fine. That's the first thing I do. But if something's booked, <laughs> then, I mean, I know I have to do it at the house. If I know I have to do it at the house, I know I can set up my stuff in my house pretty quickly. So now I'm just going straight into the script. Now I'm trying to learn the lines, and then I'm trying to learn the, what's going on, figure out my reactions, and trying to figure out what's really going on in the scene right here and, you know, how to deliver Yeah, and I feel like in a lot of ways, when you get those quick turnarounds, you have to go through your process really quick, and you may cut a few steps out, and you get down to the nitty-gritty of what's essential. All right, so the next question, though, and let me give a little background. The studio we go to, our instructor puts on showcases. A lot of studios do that as well, whether it's virtual or in person. We do showcases where industry guests come, and they get to see us. And for a showcase, you typically have maybe three weeks or more to actually prepare for it. So what do you look for in the script when selecting a scene for showcase? One of the main things I look for, I want to make sure that the dialogue on both sides is kind of even. I don't want to be the main one talking throughout a whole scene. So I try to make sure that the dialogue is even because then that creates good moments, especially for like reading and reacting. I try to find a scene that has some stuff that you kind of show off the range a little bit because I want to showcase that so you don't think that Alex is just all comedy or whatever. It's like, nah, he can, he's versatile, he can do different things. It's cool to do a scene and show everybody you're funny. Yeah, you're going to be memorable to people because you're funny. That's always the case. But you also want to show people that you your talent goes even further than that. I just try to look at something that I think can showcase everything. I think that's interesting because yeah. me personally, I'm not trying to show you the whole kitten caboodle. He touched on how he wanted to make sure he does something that isn't just funny. But I want you to elaborate. Why did you have to point that out? Well, no, I know I always get like the funny stuff. I like, I'm got everybody say I'm funny. It's just cool. I don't mind it. But if I can drop, you know, a hint of dramatic in there or whatever and show people I have the other side, even if it's just a touch, I just like to kind of just show off a little bit of range in the scene that I'm doing. And I get that for Alex, which is why he tries to show everything he can do because I think a lot of times when people see him, whether his headshots or in person or, you know, in a showcase environment, they typecast him yeah, as exactly. just a young, funny guy. Exactly. So he does have to show off that he can be serious. I personally think he's a combination of funny as well as flirty because Alex is the dude that will flirt with you and don't know he's flirting with you. At all. At all. And then act like he's confused about what's going on. 1,000%. Very much. That's the funny, that's the annoying part about <laughs> being just naturally funny is that people think you're not serious sometimes. Like, yes, I am. And then there's sometimes you'd be like, oh, Alex is flirting with me. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not at all, actually. I'm just being courteous. I swear, every time we in class, y'all, this fool, it'd be a straight industrial business scene. And he had to deliver something direct to camera. 
I swear, every time we look at his audition, he is straight macking on whoever he's talking I'm to. I'm not trying to. I just don't know anything. It's like, I'm not trying to. Y'all be like, are you asking out on a date? No, I'm not. <laughs> trying to figure out this line so I can say it right. <laughs> it is hilarious. Love you, but it is who you are. <laughs> Anyways, and I All love that. All right, so we're going to shift gears a little bit. Now, I know you can't give me all the nitty-gritty, but of course, I'm going to have you give me all the nitty-gritty off air. But <laughs> yeah. the next question I got for you is, how did you prepare for your first time on a major set? My main thing was just to go in there, and I was like, I just need to play my part. I don't need to do nothing extra. This isn't my Oscar-winning scene. Make sure I'm prepared to the best that I can be. So, you know, even though I only had one line, I was like, okay, I got three, four ways I can say this line. So if he just say, hey, okay, do it again, but do it another way, I know I can do that. So compared to the audition was role, what happened after you got, you did the audition between getting the actual set? Between getting from the audition to the set, it was a lot of, a lot of paperwork. <laughs> it was a lot of paperwork. It was like, oh, you got That sound right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was like I nine. It was like W four. I was like, what in the world? I was like, oh snap! This is like it's like a job for real. And boy, what you mean? Yes, it's a job. I mean, I know it is for us, but I forgot about the paperwork. I forget about the paperwork. In my well, life. you want to get paid? Yeah, I know. Shit. I'm 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 here thinking like, oh, they're just gonna send a check to the agent and be straight. And then they was like, no, nah, you got to fill all this out. And I was like, oh snap, that's. So you had to fill out all your paperwork beforehand. Yeah. You had to fill out your contract beforehand where it, yes, it laid out the days you shoot and what you're getting paid. What, what yeah, else did it lay out? It laid out, you know, what I was shooting, what I was getting paid. The first email my agent sent me let me know what kind of trailer I was going to be in. Gave me the scale pay. Gave me got the whole nine and everything. And then, you know, they sent me my contract the day before I filmed, actually. So I didn't get a physical contract. They just emailed it to me. And so I had, they had, you know, DocuSign. So I just did it electronically. Now, did you read this contract, Alex? Yes, yes. I've read it too many times, actually. I was paranoid. Was there anything that stood out in it that surprised you? I can't say that there was. It was pretty much the standard SAG contract. Kind of just ran down everything real quick. It wasn't a long contract. It was like two, two, three pages. It wasn't nothing crazy. But I had talked to my agent about it, see if he needed me to send it to him. He was like, nah, we already read it, standard stuff. I was like, okay, cool. So when I read it, everything kind of just seemed like it just fell in line. And I'll say this. They say that the union contract protects actors. And it is pretty standard. So there is usually no trip ups or anything that would be crazy. Like if it said in perpetuity or something stupid like that, yeah. that means forever. If you ever see in perpetuity, run, don't do nothing in perpetuity. Okay. That's for life. And even after life, after you're gone. Okay. Very true. Very true. So that's probably why, you know, our agent didn't need to look over it. They've seen it tons of time. They'll look over it just to make sure nobody slipped nothing in yeah. it. But you're pretty safe. When you get a sack after a contract, if it's non-union, read that bitch from front to back and do yeah. it about three or four times. Okay, yeah. and you should always read y'all get first yeah. sack after contract and every contract that you get. You should always take the time to just look over. Uh, but then after you got all your paperwork, your contract, what were the other steps? So about a week before I filmed, they emailed me saying I needed to to go take my COVID test. I had to get it done on on a specific day that way I could go for my fitting. Mm-hmm. So I had to get the COVID test. They have a place for you to go for your COVID test. So you just show up, tell them where you're working, and they, they do the COVID test for you there. So after I did that, I also had to take a course for COVID protocols. So, you know, on top of the test, they, you have to sit through, like, this little training for COVID. So once you do that, they email you, let you know you completed it, and you got to send that to them, let them know that you completed it. Then you're good to go. And then you have to go, like I said, I had to go to my fitting. Fitting didn't take long. It took, like, 
wait five minutes, maybe an hour. It wasn't long. Tried on about yeah, about six different fits. And then I found out what I was wearing when I got to my trailer. This production I was so thankful to work for is was, you know, they were on their P's and Q's about everything. After my fitting, they emailed me like a day or two later, let me know I had to get another COVID test because it was only good for 48 hours. So I had to get it 48 hours before I even went to set. Got another question. You know, we always hear about NDAs and when we can't talk about a project, it's like, ooh, the boogeyman kind of situation when it comes to contracts (laughs) and NDAs. So did your contract say anything about not being able to talk about the project? Yeah, a little portion in there about not saying anything about the project or what was going on or what you were working on or anything like that. So, yeah, that part is in there. And I think it says it's up to the discretion of the producers or whatever. So, you know, they do piggyback on that when you do put your contract out there. But I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that because a lot of times we, our friends and our family, they constantly want to ask us how an audition went. They want yeah. to know about the project when we book it. They want to know all the details of it. And it's kind of hard for them to understand that we legally can't talk about it because we are signing these contracts Absolutely. saying that we will not reveal anything about the project, which is why I'm not asking him anything specific that would mm-hmm. get him in trouble. Yeah. They end up telling you other stuff about your shoot or your scene that they didn't tell you when you're auditioning. So then you have to keep that a secret, too. So so it's more than just the role you play and what you're saying in your scene. It's the whole episode in general. Yeah, you get a lot of information about the episode. You get a lot of information about what's going on in the show. I'll give you all an example because I didn't book this one and this is already aired so I can talk about it. So I auditioned for a very popular show on Fox and y'all better probably figure it out. But <laughs> when I auditioned. My character was very small, but she was revealing that someone was dying. And now they did not tell me the actual name of the character. But when I watched the show, I realized they were killing off one of the major characters. Mm. So if I had booked that, there is no way I would have been able to talk about anything about that because it would have revealed something major about that show. We are privileged to have that kind of information that we just can't share. Another question I have about the process. You said you had a fitting, and they made you try on, like, six or seven outfits. Yeah. Did they take pictures of your outfits? Yeah, every outfit. Yeah, he would take a picture of it, and he would send it. Once, like, you know, like, three times, I had on, like, the same jeans, same shoes. I just had to change out the hoodie. He took a picture out of every hoodie I took out. It was four hoodies to, like, one pair of jeans. He took a picture every time, and it was only, like, two pairs of shoes. He took a picture every time. The reason that they do that is because wardrobe has to get approval from i believe production or like the director or whoever to confirm that what your character is wearing is going to work for the scene you're in and they also compare your outfit to other characters in the scene as well so they gotta take the pictures so they can reference them later and they want to make sure they get all the combinations possible so that production doesn't have to come back and ask what is this look they want to think of everything that is possible when i get that fitting and they and they do that. They do a good job. They think of pants, the the shoes, everything is thought of. I got to my trailer and they they had socks for me, so everything was thought of. So they ain't had no underwear for your ass. Nah, I wouldn't have did. <laughs> I need my own drawers. I mean, what, what was the fresh pack though? Nah, I need drawers. You got a certain brand you like. On a day like this, I need drawers I can trust. Like, <laughs> Like, draws you can trust yeah, you, it, you need some draws that you know you've worn yeah, them before they ain't gonna give out on you you ain't gonna my, have no my first issues day's like. filming i need to know that these is dependable i can rely on these what has happened with your draws that you need dependable that draws? is about comfortability man you got to be comfortable oh you got to make sure you're comfortable you yeah, on make sure you don't got no yeah, wedgies nothing yeah. like too tight nah, i ain't trying yeah. to be in the trailer trying on new draws and i'm uncomfortable trying to get right nah i need to 
So what you gotta break your drawers in? Alex? Yeah, every dude breaks their drawers in. <laughs> Wait, Nobody hey, lied to you. Hey, detour, detour. Because every dude <laughs> breaks his drawers in. I don't care. Don't let no dude talk to you. Every dude breaks his drawers If it's a long day, if, you, if it's a long day, like let's say he on film all day. Wait, how long were you on set, though? Not long. Like four hours. Okay, continue. If it's a long day. If it's a long day, I guarantee you a dude is wearing some of his best drawers. Drawers that he know. I guarantee you. Because it's a long day. You so you break in your drawers. How, wait, how does this process go? Because me personally. You I, just got to wear them a couple of times. Okay, so you mean they basically got to be wore and then washed a couple times? Yeah, yeah, got to wash them a couple times. Yeah, I get it. You know, because there's some drawers that they just, they don't fit how I want them to exactly. fit. Exactly. They the right size, just something about the cut. It's just like shoes. Like, you have to break in your shoes. No matter how crisp or clean or uncreased they are, you still have to break your shoes in. It's like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you can depend on them. I got you. Okay, so we're going to continue on with the process. You did the fitting. Now you're going to set. Yeah. So I was so nervous. I was like, what's my call time? My call time was later on in the day. It was after lunch. So I didn't have to go in till around 1.30. But I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get there early just in case. And I got there about 10, 15 minutes early. And they were cool with it. They, you know, they showed me where my trailer was. My script was in my trailer in case I needed to, like, look at it. So when they say your script, was it the whole script? I, it was, like, half the script. I thought mm-hmm. it was just going to be my page. When they sent me the script, that's all they sent me was my stuff. Yeah. But... You know, when I walked in, they had a call sheet, and then they had from page one there, and then page two after my scene, that's when they stopped the script. But I could tell it wasn't the full episode I was shooting. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know how long the episodes are and how many pages about exactly. Be. And I think that day they were actually shooting two episodes. It was good. She was letting me know that you know everybody was on lunch, but the barber gonna cut my hair was gonna be back in like a few minutes. Oh, so they had to cut your hair? Uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. He kind of lined me up a little bit. Did you prove? Because I know you're particular about your barber. Very much. He actually did a really good job. I'm not one of those guys that need to fill in the, the Beijing. I don't need that. I'm cool. The Beijing? I, I'm good on that. You don't have to spray my hair. You don't have to plug me. I'm cool. But he did it. I didn't say nothing because I was like, I don't want to be that actor. <laughs> so I'm not going to be like the brat. So I was just like, I'm going to go with it. And it actually looked really good. Okay. Like, like I was like, oh, this is you, good. You might do it from now on or no? No. <laughs> Not at all. I wash my hair every night. So, I mean, it comes out when you wash it. So, I'm not, I'm not doing this every day. But, you know, it looked good. I was like, okay, well, I'm good. I'm good to go. After he cut my hair and I'm in the trailer looking at my script, she asked me if I wanted something to eat when I got to the Of bank. course, because they were on lunch. Yeah. She asked me, but I was like, nah, I'm cool. I what? I go. Wait, so wait, they didn't have crafty for you? They had like chips and stuff like that. Not at the base camp. Now, when we got the set, they have, you know, some more stuff. Okay, so explain that to us. This is stuff you know. We don't know these things until you go on a major set. Uh, so you got there. There probably was somewhere they gave you instructions of where to park. Yeah. So you got there. You parked where they told you to park. Was there like a shuttle or something to take you base camp or you just walked? No, base camp was right there. So where I parked it was base camp. And so when I walked up, one of the AD, she came out. She told me her name, whatever. And she walked me to my trailer. She asked me, hey, you want anything to eat? And I was like, no, nah, I'm cool. I just need some water. And she let me know, you know, where the stuff was at. And then she walked me to my trailer. So did you have to tell her who you were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a list probably to yeah, check and verify. Yeah. She was like, oh, okay, here you go. And then that's when she walked me to whatever. And I walked into the trailer and they had that thing on fire. That heat was blowing. He was good and warm. Yeah. He likes to be warm. I do. So I, I would have told good. them to cut that shit down. Yeah, the girl, one of the girls that rode with me to set, she had a scene right after mine. She was like, my jump was on fire. She's like, I had to open the door. Was, yeah, it was booming in there. But no, um... <laughs> <laughs> but you was good. You was, was happy. Good. Wait, what did you bring to set with you? 
I brought my, I had my backpack with me. So I had like, you know, my charge. You don't go nowhere without that damn backpack. Yeah, and I need it. Normally I don't carry my laptop with me, but because Angela told us, you know, have stuff with you, I carry my laptop with me and some other stuff. So I had that with me okay, just to kind of run through everything. So after I got my hair cut, I came back to my trailer for a little bit. Then that's when makeup needed me. So I went to makeup. They just cleaned me up, make sure I wasn't shining. And mm-hmm. then after that, she was like, you know, go ahead and put your costume on and everything like that. So I put my wardrobe on and everything. Shortly after I put my wardrobe on, she knocked on my door. was like, Alice, we're going to get ready to take you to set. And so she took me and the two other girls who seen was behind me. We all got on the shuttle and we went from base camp to set. Set we were filming that was only like five minutes away. It wasn't far. And when we was on set, I didn't really have nothing. I just had my phone in my wallet because I was good. Did you have somebody hold your phone in your wallet while you were in your scene? No, I didn't. I had it in my pocket. I had my phone on silent. And when we got to set, they actually had a place for us to go. The cast was specifically go in this room. So it was well put together. All right. And then you did just scene, and then they shuttled you back. How many takes did you have to do? I only had to do, really, it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. They <laughs> said, it never does, at, Alex. At all. And, like, when I say last minute as hell, but it worked, it was crazy because it was okay, Alex, we're ready for you. And I was like, all right, cool. And I got this line and everything. And then I walked in and they was like, okay, yeah, Alex, you're going to be doing this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, that wasn't in the script at all. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> so wait, sometimes you get a walkthrough. You didn't get a walkthrough? No. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't get a walkthrough at all. Was like, oh, my God. It was like, put him there. Okay, cool. We're going to have him do this? Do it for me, Alex? Okay, cool. Did they tell you your framing? Mm-mm. Did you ask? <laughs> you just went with the flow. Yeah. As soon as I like sat down where I was sitting, he was just like, we're just going to walk y'all through this scene. So he told me and like the extras that because it's me and it's everybody else in the room is extras. <laughs> I'm the only one acting. <laughs> so, That's bullshit, though. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, okay, cool. cool. You the only one get that uh, sag scale paycheck in that room. It's cool. This is cool. And he was like, all right, well, have him do this. Okay. Uh, yeah, like that. Now, say this. Now, we were just walking through it. I guess it was going so good because then, like, the assistant director was like, background, can y'all be quiet, please? Yeah, yeah, tell them to come. Yeah, tell them the background to be quiet real quick. And so we just kept walking through the scene with it, and he would just give me stuff to say, and I would say it. Then he was like, okay, well, cool, we got that scene. I was like, all right, cool, great. So he was like, all right, we're going to go on to the next one. So everybody leaving out the room where we at, the microphone guy comes up. Oh, the, oh, the boom operator? Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's like, all right, Alex, you're wrapped. And I was like, huh? Your scene's done. And I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, shoot, all right. So basically, it was nothing like you imagined. At nothing all. like we practiced. I practiced that scene probably 10 times that day. And that Was it the line that you had for your audition or was it a different line? Different line, totally. They were like, oh, he know what he doing. He familiar. He hitting his marks. He giving us what we need. So I'm assuming like I did a good job because he would just be like, say this. And I would say it. He's like, all right, all right, all right. Typically when you book something, it's because it's you. I'm sure the character is pretty you. It's Alex. It is, it's, it it's, it's, Especially it's, what he was doing with me. I was like, yeah, I would do some shit like this. And that's why he kept doing it because he was like, oh, yeah. this is working. Cause and, and I could tell the lines he was feeding me was straight off the dome. Like He'd be like, say this. Hold it up and say this. All right, now say this again. He gave me like three or four different lines to say, and I would say them. And he was like, okay, yeah, I like that. And he didn't even yell cut. He was just like, okay, cool, I like that, great. It was no action or anything. It wasn't quiet on the set, rolling, action, nah, none of that. because nah, we was walking through it, and then we just kept going with the scene, just kept walking. Because the camera was probably rolling. It was. Because they can edit all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And yeah. then basically you were wrapped, and you went back to your trailer, yeah. got out of your, your wardrobe thing, you signed out? Yeah, I signed out. They have a little clipboard where it's a SAG sign-out sheet, and they keep up with your times and everything. Did you take a picture of when you signed out? No, but Jason sent me a log sheet, so he had me write down everything for every time I did with my fittings. So yeah, you know, even when because you got paid for your fitting. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. And COVID test. Yeah, exactly. So I even put the COVID test on there. The log sheet he sent me, I wrote down when I got there, when we left from base camp to go to set, when I got back, I wrote all that down. Yeah, because you don't sign out until you leave base camp. Yeah, that's Basically. when I signed out was when I was on base camp. Okay. That's want to make sure people have the details. Yeah. We always are left in the dark as actors until we get that first role. Because I know you were left in the dark. Oh, you, you were trying to it. figure out what's the process. What do I do? What's oh, gonna happen? And that's I was what like, I was nervous about. Like I was, I was, I was so nervous about just the process. I wasn't even nervous about delivering my lines. I was just nervous about the process. I was like, I know they can tell this is my first time. I know they can tell. That you handled like a pro. You ain't asked a question. You just went along with the flow. And you, you don't come off nervous. You just, you're so chill that. It wouldn't have read on you, yeah. so you would be fine. That's good to know, because I was like, man. Yeah, I'm... you good. You you made it through like a pro. You a pro, my G. Yeah, you good. I tried. I tried. All right, congrats on that. That's big things. I, look, I'm happy you was the guinea pig, and I can I can pick your brain. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's how I felt. I was like, I'm so getting tested. <laughs> yes. Oh, you were the guinea pig. I love it. So, <laughs> But thank you for that insight. We've now come to the part of the show where we get to have a bit of fun, do something a little entertaining, or just do something I want to do. Today is no different. Let's call today's segment, What You Mean? Okay, so prior to today's show, I created a list of common and not so common terms and phrases used within the black community. I've placed them in a bowl. And each of us will take turns pulling them out. We will then read the phrase out loud. Then the other person will try to define it. If needed, we will use the word or phrase in a sentence to help the person figure out what it means. For the record, I did not look any of these words up prior mm. to today, even though I probably should have. But even if I did, I would know or remember what they meant. Okay? Mm. Some of them I know, but some of them. I don't know what the hell they are. So we're going to see how this goes, as always, because there's always a good time when we get to this part of the show. So I'll go first to be the example to show you how it's done. And, you know, we're going to see how good we both are at knowing slang within the black community. All right. So your word is hype beast. Hype beast. Yeah, you just like me. Cause <laughs> wow. That got to be somebody that does a great job at energizing people stroking the ego you know what i'm saying i don't think that's what it is use it in a sentence i got two definitions because it's either somebody that's like on stage that get the crowd jumping or it's somebody that feed the ego too much about some shit okay so i'm on urbandictionary.com shout out look at him he's head to toe with gucci must be a hardcore hype beast yeah because he's trying to put gucci out there like dog you don't need all that gucci on that's what it means what it mean? You fake. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Harsh words. <laughs> we we yeah. only on the first word. Yeah. You already throwing insults. You want to know the definition? Yes. The first definition is someone who loves trends, especially the ones on shoes and clothing. You can spot hype beasts wearing Supreme slash Thrasher shirts, Yeezys, etc. They are more likely to be fuckboys. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, you are. You ain't, I ain't gonna say you're a fuckboy. I'm all. not gonna. I'm At not gonna all. say that. Okay, he pulled his first one. Totes. Totes. It's short for totally. No. Totes. Totes. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> Relax while I take totes of the marijuana smoke. Is it? I'm not a smoker, so. Give me Jesus. Um. Inhale. Yes. <laughs> Oh, uh, wait, I'm going to UrbanDictionary.com. 
anecdotal? Yeah, no, nigga. Okay, I'm on Urban Dictionary. The first one, it says, a shorter, more convenient form of the word totally. Second definition says, a fucking lame way to say totally. That's what I thought it was. That's whack. No, heck. Everything on Urban Dictionary is saying totally. It's abbreviation for totally. That's, I was right. No. Now, I was, no. I went to the source that we go to to verify urban I words. I have yet to hear anybody say totes. I've yet to hear anybody say totes in a way that you just use it in a sentence. One plus so one it, totes too. Bro. It means to inhale for you. Means- yes. Oh, Biggie song. Relax and take totes of the marijuana smoke. Oh. I just want the paper. Come on, man. Okay. Don't ask me to use this one in the sentence for you. Okay. Gang, gang. Oh, that's the hood. Oh, that's the click. We straight. Pull up. That's fam. So your crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crew. Like, what up, gang? Yeah. Okay. Learn something new. Because they only pick one. Don't be trying to give me oh. two. Poof. Oh, <laughs> you got this one. Throw shade. <laughs> <laughs> Is a way to deliver an insult in a very smooth way. Okay. <laughs> you do it on the low. Throw some shade. Okay. Uh, you knew that one. I, was, I knew that one. Okay. Got that. Oh, you okay? This is, should be easy. Ghost. Oh yeah, that happens to me all the time. Damn. <laughs> Just saying. It's like when you think things is going good with somebody, you start talking to them. Next thing you know, a few days done went by, a few weeks done went by, you ain't heard from the ass. You got ghost. So they disappeared on you. Stop communicating Stop without reason or any explanation. They Mm-mm. just dipped on your ass. Basically. Damn. That happens mm-hmm. to you often? Uh, Who are your next one? Oh, yes. Come on, man. Child. Ooh, child. <laughs> it's a really a word that emphasizes feelings that you really can't put into words. Yes. It's like, child. Yes. Let me tell you. Ooh. Ooh. That's really how we use it. It's, we can't articulate how we feel. There you it. go. Oh, okay. This was a good one. Lit. Oh, that's when you turn up. The replacement of turn up is when you get very intoxicated or inebriated and you're very, very live and into the part. Okay. Did you really grab the whole damn bow? Yep. Trying to reach in like that. It was wrong. Your arm's longer than mine. Oh, uh, damn. You got this one too. Spill the tea. That's when your friends got the juicy gossip, the details that they need to tell you about. Whether it's a person or a situation like, girl, what's the tea on so-and-so? You want the intel. You want the 411. You want the, you want all the got details. hot tea. Yeah, you got that hot tea. Like, Ooh, like Alex had the tea about being on set for the first true. time, so I had to get all the tea, y'all. True. He had to spill that tea. I did spill the tea. All right. Okay, okay. I don't know how, what this one is either. For, like, it's defining. I've heard it. That's good. But no cap. Oh, that means uh, I'm telling the truth. So, yeah. If I say you capping, that means I know you lying. I know you exaggerating. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Got it. So you hear somebody be like, no, no cap, bruh. She looked just like making good. They saying, like, for real, she really did look like her. Okay. Go ahead with the next one. We're about to do a few more because these are going pretty quick. <laughs> Damn. Fleek. You know this one. I don't really know how to Come find on, fleek. Man. Use it in a sentence because it's, it's one that I've heard. It is not one I've really grasped what it means. Oh, bitch, your outfit was on fleek last night. You look right? good. Yeah. Or just good in another way because you could be like, oh, shit, them fucking greens from Johnson's is on fleek. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, he got good collard green. Okay, he's look good. All right. So what we got here? I feel like we just taking one of each color and we just wait until we get. I didn't even color. notice that. Nice. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Okay. Well, we kind of already did this one, but turn slash turn up. Oh yeah, turn. I mean, you getting drunk, getting inebriated, and you live. See, little John, oh four. Crunk juice. Yep. Oh yes. Dang. Yeah. Why is this like a thing? Clap back. 
<laughs> you got <laughs> it. Like, damn, I'm getting throw shade, fucking tea, and clap back. Clap back is basically an insult that at just responding to someone who just threw you some shade. You're going to clap back. You're going to come back hard at them and insult them just as bad as they insulted you. Mm. Don't come for me. Mm-mm. Don't come for me unless I send for you. Don't do it. I'm really trying to get every color now. Oh, this is a good one for you. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you said in this one. WAP. Oh, yes. Something I ain't had in a long time, boy. <laughs> Promise you. Oh, I man. I can't stand you. <laughs> that WAP be having me daydreaming, boy. Ooh, fuck it. Define WAP, please, sir. Mm. <laughs> Why you over there having a wet dream, daydream? Yeah, you having flashbacks up in this thing. <laughs> Ugh. Shout out to Cardi and Megan Good on that one. My, I mean, Megan the Stallion. Mm, see, I'm, I'm thinking about that good WAP. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, <laughs> that WAP, if y'all don't know this, that wet ass pussy right there, bro. Wait, say that again? It's that wet ass pussy right there, bro. Uh, need that, son. Trying to tell you. Every man is trying to go after that. If that's what you like. But yes, Lord, we need that WAP. Ugh, WAP keep us stabilized. WAP keep us sane. Ooh, that white. Boy, pull another card. Before. Sorry. This is your last one. I forgot to even pull a card. I'm over here. You threw me with that WAP, boy. Mm, mm. I, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, let me chill because I'm up here. My bad. Oh, this is a good one. Thirsty. I'll use it in a sentence. I am thirsty for that WAP. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> and I didn't ask you for a sentence, that's why, sir. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> But thirsty means you are desperate for a woman or a person. You are you are doing too much in pursuit of a, the opposite sex or whoever you are attracted mm. to. You thirsty. Mm. It's also the same as thirst trapping when you are doing extra for attention. It is true. Just because you want some likes on the social media. Yes. Yes. And like Alex is thirsty for some wet pussy. For, for some wop. And we're going to end the show right there. Just because I think that's a good point before he shows a side of himself yeah. that I don't want to sh- know. I start soliciting out this damn. Go ahead. All right. You know what, Alex? It has been a pleasure to have you on this show Thank again, you. as Thank always. You. I love having you. It is a good time. It is a good laugh. But before we end today's show, is there anything you'd like to leave the folks with? This is your time to tell the people your social media handles or leave them with something positive. Yes, social media handles, the Alex story on everything. I will put it in the show notes. The last thing I will leave y'all with is Jeremiah 2911. If I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. I love that one. Now, this is the season finale, everyone. But we will return with new episodes on July 22nd for season four. But until then... We may do some bonus episodes, host a clubhouse discussion, or we might just enjoy our time off. However, if you do miss hearing my wonderful voice each week, there are three seasons of the August Light that you can enjoy. So check them out, replay your favorites until I return. All right, y'all. Until next time, be a light in August Light. Come back next week for another enlightening episode of The August Light. If you were entertained or inspired by this show, tell someone about it. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review about it somewhere, anywhere. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the August underscore light and at the August Light Talk on Clubhouse. Oh, and check our Instagram every week for the weekly queue.